Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host and owner of the Blog Cabin. Today I'm chatting with Sophia, who not only is an immigrant from Colombia, but she also has a great eye for fashion. We chat about fashion, how she got into the styling business, and also about Colombian food, keeping Colombian traditions alive while living in the United States and immigrating to the United States. I hope you enjoy it, and remember, start listening. another edition of chats from the blog cabin today i'm joined by my amazing friend sophia i met sophia through my friend marissa who was on earlier this this month i believe um no last month because this is a new month this month um shabby chic cheap and i met her through marissa and if you see the intro she's actually one of the people that are in the intro as well did you notice that sophia yes of course (laughs) oh my god i love that video <laughs> so, Sophia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, well, that's a, a, a pretty open question. I'm um, uh, actually I'm a fashion and personal styling. I am a mom of two. I have an older son uh, who is 12 now, and a daughter is eight. I'm happily married. I've uh, been married for a long time, I think now. And well, that's, uh, I have a background on international business that was like my kind of like corporate um, career before becoming a mom and before moving to the United States. But so, that, that's my, my primary focus right now is my um, styling business. Okay, so how did you move to the United States? What made you come from the United States? You're from Colombia. Yeah, right. more recently from Colombia, South America, and uh, I moved to the United States um, because actually uh, I I was let's start from the beginning. I was working. I had my my corporate job back in Colombia, and I I was in a relationship with my actual husband, and then um, he uh, wanted to pursue his um, um, doctorate. Uh, here in the United States, so he applied and and he got accepted. So it was like, okay, we now get married and move, or or we finish this relationship. So we got married and we moved and we moved originally to Rochester, Minnesota. Can you believe this tropical girl living in Minnesota with tons of tons and tons of snow? And that was a big change for me. So that uh, was uh, the, the primary reason I moved to the United States. My husband started um, his, his PhD here. And, and from then, we just kind of like moved through every stage of life. Now, I know you're just getting started in your fashion styling business, even though you've been a fashion stylista. stylista. Um, <laughs> Um, for a while now, but you're just getting started because you had some problems, didn't you? As far as because I know we had the conversation about immigration would not allow you certain things. Yeah, well, it's actually well, I will not say. Mm, well, in the beginning when we moved, we have always been on like certain like types of visa, like student visa, work visa, uh, like you know, as um, any other people that moves here for for. Uh, every particular issue and um, as, as being married and not being the primary of that visa I have always been attached to my husband 
in that matter. So kind of like the law uh, says that um, people that come in that particular way are not allowed to have a job here in the United States. But um, with that, in the beginning, it was not like, you know, um, kind of a priority for me because, you know, I, 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 when we moved here, I recently became a mom. So I was trying to concentrate on being a mom and staying um, like good because we, we were still living with, with, you know, a student budget and everything. So kind of like adjusting to my new life here in, in Minnesota and in the United States, it was not a priority for me to start working. And um, also, I when I always promised myself that when I I, I went to be kept to become a mom, I wanted to allow a certain time to be with my kids and enjoy them and be present with them. And moving here allowed me to do that because, in a sense, I was I was forced to stay at home. And but I didn't. So at, at that point in my life, I didn't saw it like uh, I was forced into it. And also, um, even though I wasn't, I was not allowed to legally work. I was able to volunteer in a certain, in a different kind of um, organizations. And when I was living there in Minnesota, I used to volunteer with um, an organization there that was helping soldiers that were actually brought from Colombia, because you know that Colombia had a difficult period in time where we, we had a lot of um, like internal conflict and uh, we went through all these um, difficult situations in, in, in our country and a lot of soldiers were um, down during war and combat. So some of them came here to the United States to get treatment. So I always was part of, of kind of like um, an organization. I'm always about like helping people. That's what I like. And I I have been uh, fortunate to meet a lot of people that way. Um, and, and I'm always blessed because having that in my life had always kept me busy and connected and it also brought another passion of mine that is uh, kind of like connected with people because you know, uh, you have met me and you know I love to talk and every people that kind of like meet me are all the time like, oh my gosh, you are like super, like, like the social butterfly and even in my family, they tease me because they say that um, I can never be quiet. So I think that in, in a sense that um, kind of like always has been in between, like that that part has been in between my kind of like desire to have a business, but um, well time went and flight and I moved here to North Carolina. I still like, um, still, I volunteer for Dress for Success, um, I volunteer for Malls for Charity. And that kept me kind of like busy, but I always had that calling at some point that well, well, I'm done with my corporate uh, job. I, I don't think that I would like to go to kind of like uh, at this point to go and have a um, kind of like go and have like a certain schedule. And and I'm also now a mom, so I did, I want that flexibility to kind of like do both things. And that brought me to start pursuing my passion as a business. So I started uh, taking courses, preparing myself, getting certified. And finally, this year, I was getting ready to, like, it was a complete a process. I started last year while all my kind of like my legal process was getting done. and. I was supposed that this year we were clear and I was going to start to to you know pursue my styling business because that's my dream and that's what I want to do now. Like my kids are older and um I have the time now and I think that um well I was ready and prepared. I'm like still working little details, but now with the 
you know, all the sudden pandemic and all the things that are going around the world, I, I am trying to change and steer the wheel to different places. But you have gotten a few, um, like I saw on Instagram, your um, collaboration with Front Row Cosmetics. Yes, of course. I love them. I'm actually wearing their lipstick and, and I'm wearing all um, their, their products right now because I love them. Uh, like that was one of the biggest highlights I had last year. Uh, I know Melissa personally, I, I Melissa, from Front Row, uh, she she is also Latina, so she's uh, her background is from Puerto Rico. So I was like, oh my gosh, girl, this is like made in heaven because I love love generally her products, but it was also a chance uh, to kind of like connect with another Latina here in North Carolina. So and also it helped me in another sense because. Um, Melissa is also a business owner. So we always were talking about and she was like giving me tips and everything to kind of like progress with my now styling business. That is so cool. And um, so exactly why did you decide to start? I know you said it was your passion to be, your passion is fashion, but why did you decide to start styling other people? Okay, well, this is like this has been like a long long like call for me like i i grew up in a family with five aunts and like i have always been surrounded by by um, you know by by women and i always like i i remember playing on my like grandma's closet and putting on her belts and everything so i and even my mom like she, she knew all the time that I have like a feel for like everything artistic, not only fashion, but everything artistic. I was all the time like the one at school who was dancing and in plays or kind of like participating in whatever situation that had to do with artistic things. So um, then I, well, I went to college and everything. I was like, okay, well, first I have, I wanted to be a physician because I'm a, from a physician family. And then I decided to go for international business because uh, fun fact uh, about me, I, I faint with blood, so I couldn't be a physician. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, well, then I like being bilingual, I decided, well, I, I want to, to go for international business. But then my, my third corporate job had to do uh, with a company that worked with leather. And, and I was, again, brought to that situation related to fashion. So I started to kind of like, again, fall in love with that fashion that I always had there. And... And when I move here, I always all the time, like my friends, my mom, my family, they're well, always calling me like, oh, Sophia, can you help me with this? Sophia, can you help find me a dress? My sister all the time is calling me, oh, I'm, I'm having this, this and that, can you help me find a dress? I, they sometimes, they get picky and they're always sending me a, a, a budget and everything. I'm like, at some point I have to, Kind of like starting charging people because they are taking my hours with something that i'm like i'm always always surrounded with things i'm like looking into magazines i'm like inspiring myself i'm always making um kind of like outfits my my husband at some point was like we need to do something with a, a space for you because you're all the time in your closet fixing things and all of a sudden I had a bunch of clothes, like a pile of clothes. And then I was like fixing things. And the other day I pack everything again. And then I put it back. Like it's all the time, like a, a continuous creative process. So with that, I also found like my passion to make this business also the styling business more like a thing that it was mostly accessible for, for everybody. A lot of people think that stylist is just like, you know, for celebrities or because it's just like a, a, a service that is, oh, 
we it's so so expensive that I will never care about paying someone to help me. So I feel like uh, the stylist now needs to kind of like, or for me, the reason is to kind of to put that that message there that us as a stylist are like kind of like the psychologist of fashion. So we are here to help you. We are here to to help you dress better. We are help you to kind of like achieve what you want to to want. Uh, for your life or a particular situation uh, through clothes. Because sometimes also we think that, oh, clothes are super, like, you know, it's something superficial. It doesn't affect you. I, I don't need to get dressed. I don't need to care about that. But uh, we have, like, facts that tell that even, like, during this pandemic, if I can tell you the day that I... I I put up like my clothes and everything. I can empower my kids and my husband to get dressed. But then if I stayed on my pajamas, maybe all the people around me are staying with their pajamas. And also um, if I'm getting on a Zoom call with my friends, I'm like dressed up. I am empowering my, my friends to do the same thing. So it's kind of like also a community. And and let's talk about like uh, other situations like okay i just recently lost weight and i want to you know i i, I am clueless and i have this new shape this new me and i i would love to have some help to kind of like address my new figure and how uh build a new closet or buy the right pieces or i just recently became a mom and now I, I need to kind of like have like budget friendly maternity clothes. It's a lot of like, I have, a, a, I could be here talking about all the situations where stylists can help you. And, and like also that interacts with, with your life in general. Like I, some people, don't think about like, for example, we are going to a, a interview for a job and like not all the, the places will be kind of like judging and we know that we are not uh, in a place to judge someone because how they are dressing. But, you know, a certain like tweets, switch here and there will always be kind of like more into your side when you are in an interview. So I think there are many, many, many situations where stylists can be helpful. And for me in particular, I think that uh, I want to be, help people to make that, that, that service accessible for everybody. I love the fact that you said that a lot of people like if they lose weight, they're going through certain situations that they don't know what looks good. They just go back to their old routine and their old clothes and that may not look good on them now. So I love the fact that you're there to say, Hey, that, no, we need to put that back. We need to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah we need to build this new person, this new, this, and, and also is that desire for like, sometimes what you say they go back because they don't like okay that's the, the the comfort like going back but like why not get out of your comfort zone and sometimes like that's why i'm saying that that stylist sometimes we act as, as psychologists because because we need to push that person out of their comfort zone now do you go in and kind of go through their closet and tell them what looks good and what doesn't look good or well, do you just go out and personally shop for them what there are yeah. all, all different services that i'm like actually i'm like working on my website and everything that's going to be launching even during the pandemic <laughs> close to that because it, it it has been like a journey but uh yeah we uh I will offer different different um, services. Like one will be like like closet cleans, and, and it, it I go to your closet. Although this is kind of like I'm in the process of changing a little bit because I want to offer. I I always wanted to offer my my services virtually because in the sense I'm being like bilingual. I wanted to help people like that talk Spanish and English, and I will 
love to help like people that are not around me locally here in North Carolina. So I always wanted to do that, but the pandemic also is pushing me to do it. But it, we can, I can go and to your closet and do kind of like a closet cleanse. But let's say we are doing closet cleanse or well, everybody took the chance now that we were at home and we were cleaning, but sometimes you, it's not like cleaning or sometimes it's just like what we go to the old habits and we are like, oh, I, I don't want to toss that piece because I that's always have been that. And I know that I will wear it at some point and then you put it back. So a closet cleanse is like, you know, professionally, like someone like actually me taking every piece, doing like all, all the assessment of your closet. Also, I, I will offer personal shopping. I offer styling for particular events, uh, like uh, fo photo shoots, um, weddings, um, any type of business, uh, like um, social events. I also, um, I also had planned a, a, a packages that offer like a complete makeover. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, because sometimes we, work on our wardrobe but then okay we need to kind of like put up like with the, a little makeup a, a hairstyle that matches that so um, i'm doing a different different range of services to target uh, a different um kind of situations that a stylist can help a person maybe possible um, collaborations with like Front Rose Cosmetic and people that do your hair. I see that. Yes, I, I, I'm like, feel like in that process, like doing a little bit of the partnership that I want to achieve to kind of like uh, help that, like in, in particular, help people to get the complete, uh, um, the complete service with all the, the businesses that we ha have here in North Carolina that can offer that. But sure, I will. I I'm working on that. You read my mind. You read my mind. <laughs> See, great minds think alike, right? <laughs> yes. yes, for sure. So let's talk about coming from Colombia. What do you miss about Colombia? Oh my gosh! Oh, I I will get super extra nostalgic. I I miss everything. I think I will I will always be at. Uh, tropical girl from Colombia because that's in my skin like underneath and uh, even though I try to to keep my like you know everything in my house like uh, we eat super Colombian we, we kind of like encourage our kids to talk Spanish all the time at home although that's kind of like starting to to be a struggle because they are getting older and they're talking like in English between them. But I, uh, we always try to to kind of like um, keep our culture going at home. And I miss a ton of things. I will, first of all, now I'm like feeling even more uh, nostalgic about my family because, because we go every, every couple of years and this year we were planning to go during the summer to take advantage of the kids vacation and we were not able to visit like our family i have like I, as i mentioned my aunts and i wanted to see them my mom is there although she comes and, and visit us like frequently i you know i miss that i miss the noise the the beach because i am like from from the coast of Colombia. So I'm all the time, every time I'm there, I'm like at the beach. At the food, of course, I'm all the time, like, as I said, I'm making my arepas here, but they will never taste the same as when my mom does it back home or when I go to a restaurant there and they're like doing like fried fish and coconut rice and all those delicious things and um, yeah i think that um and i and i feel that always um the way of life is is kind of like different when we come when you come here to the united states you get used to a particular routine you need to kind of like go 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 let's like we need to get the kids on a schedule we are on a schedule we need to do this and that and i feel sometimes well 
in, in the course, we at the course we take the things, um, take things like slowly. So, mm -hmm. so like, like you know, with that swing. <laughs> so I think I need a little bit of that. That it's kind of like a slow thing. Yeah, I love how you said you're trying to teach your kids to still speak Spanish because, you know, my husband is from Mexico. Mm -hmm. So we, the girls were like, Daddy, why did you speak Spanish to us when we were growing up? So we know it now. And I mean, I love how you're still trying to, even though you said it's getting harder and harder because they're getting more into the English. Mm -hmm. But I love how you're still doing that. I know. I like, that's a, a, a like I, I love that you talk about that because in the beginning I have, I came here later, but I know from a lot of people that came before than me as Latinos and we, I know a lot of people had like fear to talk. And I think now it's starting to become also a thing because of the climate that we're having right now uh, that like people were scared to talk in Spanish because they they didn't want you to recognize a Latino. We can, you know, people could tell because our like you know, like our complexion, like the way that we look. But people were like all the time striving to to not talk in Spanish, so they will not tell that we were from Latin America. So I feel like I want to like still like with the fear of my kids getting at some point, you know, in a particular situation because they are Latinos and they talk Spanish or they eat in a particular way, they will kind of like be in that situation that you don't want them to be. But still, I, I can erase, like, you know, I can erase my culture, I can erase uh, the way I was born. And I still feel that in, every, in my everyday, I'm still putting in them the way I, I was kind of like, I grew up. So so it's something that we cannot erase completely. But I know, because I know a lot of friends that they were like, oh, I, I, I do a little bit of, and it's, sometimes it's a thing to laugh because I start talking to them in Spanish. I'm like, mm -mm, I don't know Spanish. I, I, I maybe my, my last, last, last name can say that I'm Latina, but I, I don't see Spanish a little bit. <laughs> so I'm all the time like encourage them uh, to to learn it, and I always uh, sell sell it to them as a gift because I tell them that they will have a bunch of opportunities if they learn not only Spanish because I I will I I would love for them to learn other other languages like people do in Europe that they learn their French and German and all that the languages are, are available because that's always an asset. That is so cool. I love also how you're saying you're trying to make sure that they're, that you still have your culture, that you're not ashamed of your culture and that you're proud of your culture. That's one of the things that when my girls were little, we started, we integrated the American culture in with the Mexican culture. So like they would have Santa Claus, but then they would have Santa Reyes as well, you know, and they would have Las Posadas. And then like at Christmas, we do Christmas Eve, we do sopes, which my husband makes. And mm -hmm. we also kind of integrated um, my mom into really enjoying um, Hispanic food, Mexican food, because mm -hmm. my husband's cooking it for her and showing her. And now the, the oldest one that lives in California actually knows how to cook the sopes and actually will cook them for Christmas Eve for her, her and her husband. So it's like carrying on the tradition. I love yeah. that. So I love that. That's kind of like how I think that we can like let like go and just disappear. And if we don't maintain those traditions, then they will be lost. And then it will be like, for me, it will be failing a little bit because because it, it will not be who I am. Even in in my business, and I was talking the other day, like when I posted uh, a picture, like it was kind of like a throwback picture on, on my hometown in Santa Marta, Colombia. And I was, you know, like, you can see I'm like colorful. I, I'm, I'm a passion. Like, this is my style. I, I do can help people achieving other styles. But sometimes people get mistake that, oh, because she loves colors, she will be dressing me with colors. This not, doesn't work like that. But that 
is this is my personal style. That's how I like to dress, and it, and it's also heavily influenced by the way I was born and the place I was born. So, so I think that the the traditions and the cultural it, it needs to stay there, even if we sometimes people don't like that or we don't get accepted or that's the way the the world is so but it doesn't mean that we have to hide it for so, me at least yeah so do you get pushback sometimes from being when you saying you're proud to be from colombia or you're proud to be a colombian um no i have never i have never like but but like you know in the beginning sometimes i also get, got that kind of like insecurity sometimes because mostly because about you know how people will react uh, around me I, I cannot force people to to kind of like like my accent for example in the beginning i remember that when we met that i i was not super vocal on my social media and you always like i know lucy and you and marisa were my biggest cheers and all the time like pushing like girl you have to do this you have to do it you have to put your face on front of the camera and i was like no i can't and i don't like i my english as celia cruz says is not very good looking i'm like still i learned back in colombia i went to a bilingual school but like my 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 language is spanish i have learned and mm -hmm. i try to to be better with my language but it still will not be perfect but at some point i i think uh yeah i like in certain kind of like situations you can tell that i'm like i'm the only latina and like uh, uh i i think especially like now when i move here i and and a lot of people in, in the latino community they were not so kind of um, active i think i think so mm -hmm. uh, when i started like with my social media i saw a few people here and there in Wisconsin sell them and like they knew that i have latino backgrounds but uh i feel that they they were not like into the community or like i don't have like a lot of fears so so when i go to like when we have been to events i'm like there i'm the only latina i'm the only one who's you know like talks differently and oh my gosh then what happened i'm still here okay something happened um, and then, like, uh, I think that sometimes, like, I, I, I'm in that uncomfortable situation because of, of the way um, I'm still that Latina. It's not, it does, I don't feel people will not accept me or will try to, to, to uh, address to me, like, in a different way, but I'm still you know that latina i'm like not the normal in, in in what we have around so i think it's like it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing and sometimes because okay there she comes the colorful the colorful girl with all these and the way she talks and sometimes i feel like people like that and sometimes they don't like that but yeah i think i i have had that those situations but i feel like everything is about like staying confident and and confident about yourself and about like uh how do you want to people to to know you and accept you and and and, and build a relationship with you and i always always strive to to be I'm, I'm a people person like that's that that's the thing and and everybody who knows me knows that i'm like all the time like trying to like put put you in a conversation like talk fun stuff let's talk like real stuff let's talk about our like challenges in life let's have fun about this let's um talk about the difficult situations as well like i'm I enjoy that, but I, of course, I have had my, you know, there's always, I, I'm not like, 
your cup of tea, as they say, that you have to, everybody has to like me, but uh, I feel like it's a situation when, when, when you are different from the, from the rest. Honestly, I think that's what made me um, endear, whoops, I don't know what happened. What endeared you to me more was your accent. And uh, Marissa <laughs> just commented, I have to pull Marissa up there. I've been throwing up all the comments. But Marissa, who actually is the one that introduced us, just posted up there. I love your accent. And see, you were just talking about Marissa, Lucy, and myself being your biggest cheerleaders, telling you that you have to get in front of the camera. You have to start talking. And see, people love your accent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a mix. People, some people love my accent. Some people don't love it. But I, I am happy that through all the things that I have been since last year, like progressing on like my social media and and as a blogger influencer, because that's also like what's coming this year is with my website is my blog as uh, like with styling uh, in as a main ingredient. And but I feel that I am super super thankful for the people that that God and the universe have put around me because since I started this this journey i have only received like you know people like like you like marisa lucy all the people i have like around that enjoy uh that i enjoy being with and i enjoy sharing life and that have made my life also rich and kind of like uh learn more about how i i can be do this or do that like they empower me to to open my business to keep going to i'm like some days I, I i have to tell you some days after this pandemic i was like even telling my husband or even telling marisa that we talk like all the time like oh my gosh or my sister i'm like i don't know should i do this like should i forget about it but i'm all the time getting those signals that i'm like you can you can throw the towel you need to keep pushing and i'm i'm here keep i'm i'm pushing and i will i will launch this business during a pandemic and we'll see how that goes yeah because everybody's gonna need styling everybody's gonna need i mean there's still gonna be a lot of different yeah we are not going naked any, any <laughs> to any place we are not gonna but well, with that, it was also like the fashion styling part that also was like one of the highlights that I received this, during the 2020 was something that made me really happy. I was like, I, I was published on a, on, a, on a magazine and a national magazine, like styling magazine. And that was something that also kind of like, was like, I have always had this like, live signals that are like okay like you want to turn the other place like no it is here come here because there is like the place for you so i'm just following that call and i hope that that i can help people through my business because that's what i want to to do i want to make people feel better about themselves and and if they're like, even if they're not struggling or it's just like kind of like looking for a fun thing to do for them, like uh, whatever the stage you are, I, I will love. And that's one of the, the main kind of like um, core of my business is always to be like my personality, be friendly, be, be your friend and be there to help you during those situations that affect your style. Yeah. So let's talk about, you just mentioned, you just had something in a national magazine. Let's talk about that. How did that feel? How did that come about? Oh my gosh. That was, um, I was, I was like out of this world. I was like screaming and like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. It was like the first time I, well, I have to confess it's the second time I have been I have been in a magazine because actually uh, I will get a little bit also personal and vulnerable with this. Uh, during 2018, I started again having that second guessing about like, oh my gosh, like should I go like 
should I go and prepare myself and get certified and do this? Or I should go, like, that's when everything started, like all my journey with this, like, firmly with, with my styling business. And then um, my Instagram started, like, mostly because I have a passion for, for, for styling and for fashion, and my husband loves photography. So he started taking my photos and we were starting like posting, 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 but it was mostly, you know, my friends and people who, that know me are like, oh, I like that shirt and everything. So that's how it started. And then during, during 2018, I was having like, you know, personal situations with like moving again to North Carolina and, and kind of like my kids and adjusting to life here. And then actually I, I sent, um, like my husband took a picture. I, I inspired myself in, a, in Style Magazine and they have a section in, their, in, in, in the magazine that, call, that is called Real Style. So I don't know, for some reason I, I decided like, oh, this is cool, I'm gonna send my picture to, to participate in this challenge. And I, and I was published and it's actually one of these pictures that I have here in, my studio uh and i decided to frame it because i wanted to all the time be remembered like you know have that memory like live there kind of like showing me that i i even i didn't have like a bunch of followers i think i have like i was like starting to to kind of like put my my toes in in the water with this and and when I received that, it was also a day and my kids were like, oh my gosh, like I was like screaming and so happy. And everybody was thinking that I, I just fall or something, that something happened. And I was like, and then they saw that I, I couldn't like even speak. I was super surprised. And, and uh, they were like, oh, my mom is famous and everything. And then, and, and it was super, super nice. And then this year, uh, well, actually this year I did knew that I was gonna be public. Well, I did knew uh, we submitted our work. I started working with, um, through live I have met like models and makeup artists. And I'm, I'm thankful for uh, my friend, Janice Lozano that I have met through a friend, uh, Kiera, that is a model. So. I started to build those connections to do fashion styling that is more like towards to agencies and magazines and and um, and that was what was one of the plans for this year. Like start working at the same time, not only in the personal style business, but as well in the like wardrobe and fashion styling for campaigns for companies uh for business and like you know when people are trying to do advertisement even if for your website or for like for example like now that you have the that intro video sometimes people need advice or they want someone to pick their clothes and they don't want to care about that and i can help them with that so we submitted our work is still something that they they need to um, to look at and we needed to be accepted and we finally got accepted and I got my magazine this year in, I think it was like mid March or something when the pandemic started. And that was uh, also like, it was, it has been one of the uh, biggest signs that I had that I need to keep pushing in, 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 in my business and in this passion because it's like, it's a passion for me. This is like I think one of the other things that I have to mention is like I, I when you work in something that you are passionate about, you like I know it sounds cliche, but but you don't feel like I'm working. Like I was like every single day when we were preparing for that photo shoot, and I made uh, I have the magazine here and I can show you some of the pictures. Although I was using my the magazine to. <laughs> it was kind of like I was like like staying up late I was like every day hustling looking like because I had I, I it was a little bit uh, in a sense challenging for me because we did all this school and we were working on a team but I I was not able to kind of have a proper 
in person fit with the model. So I have I, I was all the time like picking clothes for her with my eyes closed because I, I was not able, like we had short time to um, get everything prepared. And I was like praying like, oh my God, I don't want to stitch that girl at the end of the, like, you know, on the photo shoot, I don't want to be like suffering, but thank God my eye was, was good and everything was perfect on her uh because um but i still was like i was like staying up late working and and i was like having the best time of, of my life and every time i'm on on a session and dressing people i'm like i'm 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 in my spirit i am doing and that's my jam and and i'm like enjoying it and it doesn't feel like i can stay there from nine to the end of the day, midnight, whatever, I, I will be there, like drinking my water, getting my snacks and getting the job done. So, so I think that's, that's kind of like a good, good thing when, good sign when you're doing something that you're passionate about, but it's also your work. That is so true. And you can just see your eyes light up and your, and your voice. You're just so passionate about it. And your whole face just hold lights up when you talk yeah. about and, and being on the style shoot. I know that my that my that my love for it kind of like is like my husband sometimes tease me like you know like all the time that you talk about that is like you're not you don't talk like so passionate about like that about me. I'm like no. <laughs> I will get him like I sometimes I'm gay. I get I will get him bored because I'm all the time like talking and talking and you know I love to talk and I'm like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm like I'm like he's sometimes like okay I want to watch my game or I want to like read my book or something because he's getting so bored of me talking and talking about the same thing. So here are some of the pictures. Oh wow. We had to the I don't know like Yeah we can see it. Yeah. Uh the um, the spread was to was to to transform our model in a doll, so that's why the 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 spread talks about like a, a living doll is the name of our 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 work. And well, I'm happy. There's like I have to really 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 close up, and there is like my name there. So it was kind of like oh my gosh, I, I it's the first time I've been published as as a stylist. So that's kind of like was my, look at this. this is my daughter, my daughter was super happy that her little bunny became famous. <laughs> because when I when I started uh, working for, for this photo shoot, and I know it was like, uh, we had to work with everything that had to be with, had to do with dolls. I started like going through her closet like crazy. I was like packing all those like dolls and looking at her like uh, all like uh, dolls from uh, the ones like stuffy ones, uh, Barbies. I was getting inspired on her closet uh, like twenty four seven. And then I took one of her of her of, of her stuffies and brought it to the photo shoot. And here, here it is. So, yeah, I feel like I breathe everything. I get inspired and everything, and I look, and that's how I do it at home. I am all the time, like, getting inspired with everything I have around me. So, yeah, that's a little bit. I don't want to get you too much into it. Uh, and this is, like, the front of the magazine. It's Lucy Magazine. And I hope I I could I things will get better with this situation. I am still thinking about it, like uh, doing more of this uh, kind of like um, styling, fashion styling and wardrobe styling. But I I still have to kind of be cautious about it because you know with all these things we are still we're still thinking how it will be proper to for a stylist like like production and everything um, there are sometimes that we have like bigger crowds but sometimes it's just like the stylist the makeup artist and the photographer 
So they're, I'm, I'm sure that they're, st they're starting to kind of like get back in business, but still you need to get all the, the precautions to go there. And I'm, I'm thinking about resuming, but uh, I, I, I still, you know, I have to double think about it because I have a family. I don't want to, I don't, in a sense, want to get exposed to the virus um, because of like going to work and, and I don't know, it's, I'm still kind of like, uh, I, I feel like, I don't know how, how you have been with this situation in the, I have been really uh, kind of like staying in my, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I'm bunkered in my house. And, uh, and, and especially like my husband is home, like working from home, the kids are home, like I, I feel like, oh my gosh, I will be the only one leaving the house. Uh, so I'm still kind of like thinking about it. But, and with the personal styling, um, I'm working on kind of like creating a, plat a platform that that will help me uh, offer my, my services as much as I can virtually. And if I have to go to some places, well, I will take my precautions, but but I am eager to get back into, into this because uh, my creative sources are like, <laughs> I have been like, kind of like I have like here in my studio, like places, although I'm like, um, I'm keeping busy because I'm, I still have like my website photo shoot that was planned for March, but I, it was pushed um because of this situation and, and i'm kind of like starting again with that although i had a big plan to have like friends to come and have uh, a photo shoot with me and i have this big i had this big idea now i have i have to kind of like resume and be just about me just for the safety precautions but but i'm starting to kind of like resume because although I will like go crazy now, I need something to keep me busy aside of home situation. Well, if you open it up virtually, that gives you a whole nother set of clientele because yeah. you have clients from all over the world. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have I that in 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 a sense was one of my my experience that pushed me a little bit to do to consider that because. I have one of my husband's friends from college that like I worked for, for I did it for her uh, and she lives in, in, in England. So I was like, okay, uh, if I can do this, maybe I can, you know, make it uh, a regular basis on, on, my, on, on my business. But now it's kind of like a necessity. So in the beginning was more like, okay, it's nice to have it. Now is okay, I have to do it so I can continue and strive as a business owner because you know, like we we this is like and that's also kind of like uh what is coming right now for my social media and everything. I'm I'm working some that's something that have kept me busy is kind of like I'm I am going to start to switch up a little bit my content uh, because I need to start like uh, become more like in the beginning, all this started more like, you know, as, as, as we knew each other mostly as influencing and, and blogging and showing my personal style. But now I need to kind of like move into a marketing situation where I can, you know, attract business to to my company, so so we'll see how that goes. I'm super excited, although it's, it's a it's a big change, it's a big learning process because I, I I need to kind of like go back to my college years and and bring that marketing class and update with all the social media. And we know this is like all these technologies. It's just like I was I all the time I talk with friends and with you and. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I just learned this from Instagram and now they change it again. I'm like, what is going on? So it's always a, a learning process. And, and I'm now learning to 
kind of like make it as a business, not, not only as my personal style or showing me, but showing like showing the way to kind of like um, show people how my business work and what it's about because that's that's what I'm in right now. And I'm super thankful that you offered this opportunity to talk about it because um, right now is kind of like the tipping point where everything is going to kind of like uh, transform and and we'll see how that goes. I will keep you posted, you know, I'm all the time like there and we're all the time like connecting and and well, we were seeing each other and even you were my paparazzi. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you that question about you had paparazzi and your personal paparazzi. <laughs> That was like super fun. It was like my daughter was asking me the other day, when are we going to the games again? And we're gonna like we're gonna be with your friend and like like I wish we could go to to a game again. Mm -hmm. So and I saw that I saw your interview the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like you were like all the time like was showing uh the love for soccer or football, how we say in Spanish. Um, yep from your family. So it was always like uh, nice to kind of like have that space where we can, you know, we bond in a different way, you know, like our Insta family, but like in real life. Yeah, and talking about Insta family, that was all up to Marissa. Once again, Marissa's behind that because oh my God, on my stories, we were there and she swiped up and commented and said, <laughs> Sophia's there too. I'm like, where? So I took a picture of you to see if that was, yes, is this her? You know, because I could, you know, I wanted her to tell her, she's like, I can't tell up close, but see. And sure enough, it was you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, that was like super nice. And, and we had sort of such a good time that day. It was like in general, like we were there. And, and like, you know, we both were with our families. So, so it was kind of like super nice to, to have that that space and i wish that we we can at some point get back to that because i know that we get these interactions like uh you know through technology virtually but you know as i said i am a social person and i'm like lacking that kind of like that connection is is just like in a sense killing my spirit a little bit because we we I I am pretty sure we all miss that. We all miss that like in person and and in real life connection. Yeah, that's true because I mean seeing each other on Zoom and doing these interviews now, they're great, but it's nothing like actually seeing somebody and being able to hug somebody and give them a hug and say, Oh, it's so good to see you, or oh my gosh, you know, and just have a conversation where you're not limited to the amount of time that you have to be on or you're not limited you could just like go out to lunch with a friend and have a two-hour lunch if you can you know just a being able to do that kind of stuff yes, yes it's kind of like yeah that sense of normalcy it's just like it's all the time like we are like oh my gosh i wish like i wish i could do this but then you are like oh okay like uh, like i i can and i uh, like you know we we are still like in that sense like care and with that feeling of uncertainty that that is just like is 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 unhealthy at some point because it's like i was telling my husband the other day it's like like we feel like trapped here without like you know like we were punished without doing like something to be punished about but well we is we have to adjust it, it is difficult uh with everything but we hope that I, I always pray and I hope that this goes away and we get at some point, maybe we'll slowly get to a new normal and then finally we get to a, our regular normal. But I pray for that regular normal because we all need, like my kids, I'm like all the time, like they are like, what's the point? Like, for example, going back to school, if we can hug our, my daughter is, it's a little bit just like me. She's like all the time with her friends and everything. And she's like, oh, but we can not be able to play or to go to races or wear a mask or all these foundations just make it a little bit kind of like uh, 
difficult to navigate. I will not say that it's, it's all completely bad because we have to, in all the bad things, we have to get the, the good things outside. Yeah, and we need to remember that we are like we are still like living healthy. We have a family. We have food. We have uh, we are blessed with a bunch of of things in life, and we need to kind of like take the little good things. For me, it was like I I couldn't believe that I had all these things in the beginning. I was like clear to grow my business. Uh, get my my work published in a magazine. I had a, a during the pandemic. I was having all this big news, although like it's a it's a roller coaster. Like everything in life, you have like one day is good and one day is not so good. Yep, that's true. Well, Sophia, I thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, as Marissa said in a comment, you got this girl excited to see your business flourish. I totally agree. You have got this just already. You've already gotten your yourself into a magazine just by snapping a picture. And then you've had your own styling in a magazine. So I see you looking up and opening up. Thank you, friend, for this opportunity. I'm like, I I appreciate it a lot. I I love this space uh, from from you and the and the blog cabin because I feel like this is what we need right now. This is what we we need to connect with real people and their real life experience. And I'm I'm super super feel super inspired for this environment that you have created for all the, the people that are around you that, in, that also in, inspire you and, and also like for like being like creating this space to inform people, to cheer people, to uh, put uh, a little bit of, of that pandemic to the side and, and concentrate it on, 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 on things that we, that we can, can enjoy on, on our daily life. Mm -hmm. things that we can actually change right now we can't change the pandemic but we can change how we focus on what we focus on during the pandemic uh, and i'm like thankful for you marisa and all the people that have been super super encouraging because business is difficult it's a journey it's a, it's not difficult it's a hard work and i am thankful for the people that have been uh, rooting for me and I hope I will not let you down. No, you're, I can definitely not see, I can see you not letting us down. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think you're going to let anybody down if you have any power over it whatsoever. Oh, thank my friend. I, I love you. Thank you for your support. And, and I we will see, I, I want to come here to, again, to the chats uh, from the blog cabin because, and I, I, I promise that when this is done, we, Marisa and I, we, we need to come to the blog, actual, the actual blog. You guys have been saying that for over a year now. I'm <laughs> no, but we really had the plan and then, you know. Yeah, we know. But no, now I'm getting even more interested because like seeing you in this space, I'm like, okay, maybe when this is over, I can even come and work with you sometimes, sometime there. Yep, I have a couch over here to my um, left that you can actually work on. Super, super perfect, quiet, mm -hmm. pet friendly. Yeah, pet friendly. <laughs> Marissa just posted road trip to Block Cabin. I'm waiting, Marissa. I'm waiting. For sure, for sure, friend. All right. Thank you very much. Guys, have a great rest of your day and can't wait to see you back again in the Block Cabin. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Odom Farming Company, located in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Hey y'all, welcome to Summer Sunflower Fields at Odom Farming Company. We'd love for you to come visit with us. We're open Tuesday through Thursday and Sunday from four to eight and Friday and Saturday from four to nine. $5 admission includes a visit with the pasture gang, the playground, the beautiful fields, and three flowers to carry home. So come see us at 1426 Claridge Nursery Road, Goldsboro. Check out our website, odomfarmingcompany.com or follow us on social media. We sure hope to see you soon.
you for listening to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin. I hope you learned a lot from Sophia. I loved it when she said fashion stylists are the psychologists of fashion. Really, that is so deep. Now it's my turn to ask for your help. I'm planning a special episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, sort of like episode 25, where I ask my girls the questions. Instead, the I have to answer the questions. So I really need you to send me your questions. If there's anything you'd like to know about me, you can go by on my Instagram page at Frugal Mom or at Chats from the Blog Cabin. Yes, Chats from the Blog Cabin has an Instagram. And just message me there. I hope you have really enjoyed listening to these chats. And if there are any topics you'd like to cover, please let me know. I have a upcoming podcast episodes where we're going to be talking about raising kids in multicultural, biracial families. Um, why it's important to wear masks during COVID-19. And we're going to be, I'm going to be speaking to a mom who has a son who was born with CHD. is a congenital heart defect. We're also going to be talking about website design. And we're going to be talking about life coaching, mindset, why people should hire a life coach. And remember, I've turned these chats in the blog cabin to not only this podcast, but I also do Facebook Live. That's where you will see most of them first and even putting the interviews on YouTube. So if you want to see the face behind the voices, check those out. Thank you for being part of the Chats in the Blog Cabin podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Also remember, I'm also looking for sponsorships for the show. So if you want to sponsor the show, like I have a sponsor now, Odin Farming Company, who is actually working and giving me flowers for the set, I call it the set, the television set, um, for the lives in the YouTube. So if you're interested in doing that, drop me a line. And remember, be blessed and keep chatting.